Many doctors and specialists recommend eating a diet rich in fruits and vegetables because they are scientifically proven to provide your body with numerous benefits. Inside each fruit and vegetable are thousands of nutrients known as phytochemicals. They help to keep your cells strong and healthy. For years, scientists have isolated certain phytochemicals, creating artificial vitamins. But phytochemicals need to work together, and isolating them can have harmful effects. Only by eating whole fruits and vegetables can you get all the phytochemicals working together in harmony. At Balance of Nature, we understand this. That is why we use whole, natural produce in our products, providing your body with all the nutrition it needs on a daily basis. See why people all across the world are taking Balance of Nature by going to balanceofnature.com or call 1-800-2468-751 and get 35% off your first order as a preferred customer by using discount code KATE. Do not listen to this show. The truth can be scary. The Kate Daly Show starts now. was reported at that time uh, that you had a number of meetings with Jeffrey Epstein. And, you know, I've said I regretted having those dinners. Uh, and there's nothing, absolutely nothing new on that. Is there a lesson for you, for anyone else looking, looking at this? Well, he's dead. So, uh, you know, in general, you always have to be careful. Uh, and, you know, the... You know, I'm, I'm very proud of what we've done in philanthropy, very proud of the work of the foundation. Uh, you know, I, that's, that's what I get up every day and focus on. Oh, boy. Little Bill Gates. You know, he got really nervous when talking about Jeffrey. And, uh, and here's the deal. Um, did you, did you, you, obviously, you noticed. I don't know how anyone couldn't notice. Uh, and that philanthropy, that's pretty amazing. Yeah, I like that. That's, I, we're good at that. I mean, it was, it was so obvious that I cringed for him while I was watching it. I physically cringed. It was that bad. There's so much to that story. And you could tell he was getting really angry answering these questions. And that was just a couple of the questions. There were more. But wow. I mean, it was, uh, can I talk about, he's dead. Can I talk about something else? Don't talk about my relationships. Anyway, boy, there's so much to that guy. And there's a reason that he didn't just, you know, saunter off and play golf, by the way, uh, in his in his retirement. No, he's over education and basically over health and basically over mandatory vaccines in this country. And we never elected him. Uh, welcome to the Kate Daly Show. I've got Melissa with me on a Wednesday. How are you, Melissa? Or th- it's Wednesday, good. right? It's Wednesday. It's okay. finally autumn in the Midwest. There you go. And I bet it's it pretty. Is. Yeah, I bet it's pretty. And we actually have a lot to talk about because I say that a lot and I don't want to sound redundant when I say that, but there's just, there's so much to explore and we're going to talk um, about um, uh, natural immunity a little bit. We might talk about the markets a little bit. Um, and uh, there was a hacking of uh, the uh, of the new cooperative in Iowa. And so this group, this hacking group, of course, they just blamed it on Russia. But um, this group uh, has a like 5.9 million ransom 
um, held over their heads for, they took their, uh, a lot of their information and uh, the soil mapping that goes on, the soil mapping technology that goes to about 60 different outlets, you know, uh, there in Iowa. And um, so our chicken and, and, and pork and things like that, it's about 30% of our food supply here. And so that'll be really interesting to see where this goes or if it has an impact on our food supply. I, I'm going to suggest that I see the internet coming down um, some point soon as the cyber, what was it called again? Cyber polygon. It's a Klaus Schwab, um, that German, uh, that little Hitler-esque, um, when he did his little thing um, in, in July... He talked about the internet going down. I would, I would actually anticipate that I would, happening. I would actually say that that probably is going to happen and that we better be very aware of that. And these groups just cropped up right around the time Cyber Polygon um, you know, comes out with all of this hacking that's about to occur and drive the, drive the economy down. So, you know, I, I, would, I would take it for what it is, but my gosh, um, get prepared for that at least. Prices might get jacked on the food supply. So, again, again. I swear, Melissa, when I go to the store, I'm always intrigued with how small they can make food. You know, at the same price, but it's just getting smaller and smaller and smaller. So, very interesting. And if you haven't noticed it at your grocery store, mm-hmm. there is a very deliberate effort to redesign our shelves so that it doesn't look like we're having shortages. Yeah, I noticed that. Pay too. attention. Yes. And they're removing cash registers without telling anyone. Because if they were just going to remove cash registers, people would start to have a lot more questions. Well, why are you doing that? Why are you doing that? They'd start thinking about it. But when they do a whole store remodel, you're right. It's to hide food shortages. And it's also to get rid of cash registers without anybody asking questions because everybody accepts a remodel, right? Well, absolutely right. I'm going to say it again. There are people in this country who have been studying human behavior mm-hmm. and especially mass, like mass population behavior for a very long time. Right. And that science has probably matured to the point that this is not, this is not just random stuff. Yeah. They're doing it on purpose because they know how we're going to respond and react. Absolutely. You want to know something really interesting I thought I'd just throw out there? A lot of people are having a feeling to buy a trailer. Is that interesting to you? I find it very interesting. A lot of people are like, I feel like I should get a hold of a place I can live if I had to leave my city or if I if something happened or, you know, whatever the case may be. It's kind of interesting that a lot of people are having that right now. And I've noticed it. It's it's wow. strange. So I wish I wish I had the um, money to afford to have yeah. that feeling. Oh, and and by the way, isn't it interesting that the hackers don't hack the green sustainable companies? It's mostly all of the other kinds of companies. I find that terribly interesting. That it's never it's is that that's why I don't I don't I don't think it's uh I actually don't think it's Russia. Um. Anyway, I just wanted to throw that out there. It's never the companies that. They really want to keep around. Well, it's you know? interesting they're not hacking any of the Chinese companies either. Yeah. Hmm. Just saying. Yeah, you know. All right. Observations. We should just call a whole segment Observations by Melissa and Kate. I swear. Oh, we could have so much fun. Ooh. Um, <laughs> oh, can we? Let's talk, uh, let's talk about monsters, shall we? Let's do that. Because, like I said, it's, it's autumn. Today is the equinox, and mm-hmm. autumn has come to the Midwest, and with that comes you know, thinking about Halloween and scary mm-hmm. things. And, um, and yeah, we have plenty of those around these days. Right. Um, and so this morning I was thinking about 
Frankenstein of all things. Mm-hmm. Mary Shelley's great classic novel. If you've never read it, it's worth a read. Right. It's diverting. But the one of the questions that the book asks every reader to consider is who is the monster? And I hope everyone is aware that Frankenstein is not the name of the monster. It's the name of the doctor who created him. Hmm. The monster is always called the monster. Right. Hmm. And Frankenstein, Dr. Frankenstein himself, creates this thing. And he is, if I recall the, the novel accurately, he actually is trying to take on God. Like, I can control the, the forces of life and death itself. Mm-hmm. So he creates this monster. And once he creates the monster, there's not much to love about it, right? Mm-hmm. And so the monster who now has intelligence is looking for the thing, the creature out there that would love him. Right. And he can find nothing. You know, women run in terror, you mm-hmm. know, little children scream and dogs bark kind of thing. And he goes back to his creator. And even then, Dr. Frankenstein is so repelled by his creation that even he runs away. And the monster at that point says, no one will ever love me. So it is better for me to be feared than loved. And he goes on a campaign of horrific violence. Okay. So that's mm. the outline here. Okay. So let's let's think about our own doctors and their creations and why they make it and what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Because I don't think, I thought for a long time we were living in a bad episode of the Twilight Zone, but I don't think that <laughs> yeah. now. I think we're living in Frankenstein. Mm, interesting. We have doctors who have created a monster mm-hmm. and nobody loves it. And... You know, there's a lot of wisdom in in literature and in mythology, whatever. If you think about the old story of Pandora's box. Right. Once Pandora opened the box, you can't put the genies back in. Yeah. Yeah. And I kind of feel like that's where we are. You know, once the monster was alive and breathing, Dr. Frankenstein didn't know what to do with it. Mm -hmm. And I think that's kind of where we are. I I came across the craziest, weirdest story. You tell me that this is not a Frankenstein story. Okay. Um, there is a company out in San Diego, California called Episite. Mm-hmm. And they are a biotech company. And they have hit upon this amazing thing. They can take a rare class of human antibodies that attack male sperm in human beings. And they are breeding that Mm -hmm. into corn. They're breeding it into corn. Corn, yes. They're calling it contraceptive corn. (laughs) Wait, I'm sorry. They're calling it what? Contraceptive corn. They're literally calling it that. (laughs) Okay. They really are. that's, That's what they're calling it right now. It's the ultimate genetically modified crop because it will prevent fertility in men. 
Now, what the article does not tell us. What's next? Condom is, tomatoes? Okay, what in the world? How, I, well, how mm-hmm. will this be used? Is this like, are we going to have contraceptive corn introduced like other GMO <laughs> corn? Remember when they told us when, oh, who was it? Oh, my god! Everybody gosh. said, there's nothing wrong with GM, GMOs. They're, they're, they're all fine. It's just, it's just to produce a healthier crop that's mm-hmm. plant insect resistant. Right. Know, of course. Yeah. It that's always what we hear. But now we're we're crossing that line, right? Yeah. They want what what they say in the article is they want to make a plant-based contraceptive for use. I'm not sure what is out there available now, but I'm not sure why we need to have contraceptive corn that in like nothing can go wrong with this, right? Kate? Right, right. This is not a monster that can get loose. <laughs> And they said they're promising. Corn. The company has promised it will not grow this corn near other crops because heaven forbid it should get loose. <laughs> oh my gosh. Who comes like, up with this? Nothing bad happened at Wuhan either, right? Yeah. I mean, who comes up with Frankencorn? I mean, what what are we doing? Are we are people bored? Do they just need to na- make a name for themselves? Are they just busybodies? I mean, what brings well, people, except for just straight up evil, what brings people into the arena to try to make something like this? I want you to go back to what I said. Mary Shelley, she was way ahead of her time. And despite what my son's high school English teacher said, Frankenstein mm-hmm. is not a novel about feminism. <laughs> really, they, they really, she really said that. Wow. That's what okay. she told him. Because it was written by a woman, so therefore of it has course. to be about feminism. Jeez. But no, it's a book about science. And isn't that just the topic of the day? Mm-hmm. Yes, it is. It's all about science. And the problem with Dr. Frankenstein was his hubris that he thought he could take on right. the actual forces of life and come right. out the winner. Mm, we'll be right back. Kate Daly Show. Don't go. Well, you can't go anywhere now. You got to hear the rest of this. Be right back. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, and I'm coming to you with one of the most important commercials that I've ever done. All of you know what my pillow and myself have gone through in the last eight months in my efforts to bring the truth forward. Well, now you can help in a couple ways. First, get everyone you know to go to my new media platform, frankspeech.com. There you'll find all the footage from my cyber symposium and many other important broadcasts. Also, I am personally doing a new daily live show to get the truth out. It's at 11 a.m. and 6 p.m. Central Time, Monday through Friday. Secondly, I'm offering some of the best prices ever on MyPillow products, but they're only available on frankspeech.com. Go to frankspeech.com now and use the promo code on your screen or call the 1-800 number below to receive these exclusive MyPillow offers. Thank you and God bless. Make sure and put the code word Kate, K-A-T-E. This will get you up to 66% savings at MyPillow.com. The code word Kate, my first name, K-A-T-E. Help support Mike, help support this show, and help support yourself in getting some amazing, amazing products. These are the best ones I've ever owned. Go to MyPillow.com, code word Kate. Talk lines are open now. Call 888-673-1450. This is the Kate Daly Show. I was working in the lab late 
For my monster from his slab began to rise And suddenly, to my surprise Oh yeah, Monster Mash. Monster Bobby Pickett. <laughs> With all the uh, facial, um, uh, crazy, crazy uh, uh, facial, whatever they're called. I can't think today. What is my problem today? Uh, welcome back to the show. Expressions. Gosh, what is wrong with me? No sleep. That's what it is. It's no sleep. Uh, so I welcome you back to the Kate Daly Show. Uh, thank you for listening in and hope you share these podcasts far and wide. I also uh, just wanted to mention, get over to my pillow. You know, I have the down comforters from my pillow and they come with a softest, most amazing comforter cover. And I have the crisp white one and let me just tell you it's the best comforter I've ever owned and as we're going into fall and winter you need to have one you really do and you're going to get 66% off it's the best one I've ever owned and I've owned them since I was a teenager and this is the best one at mypillow.com go to mypillow.com get the pillows get the um, sheets get the towels get all of it and help truth and radio help this show stay on the air and uh you can do something today. And, and what an amazing thing. And I appreciate it. Thank you. And go to MyPillow.com. Get the most amazing products for yourself that you're going to love. And then help Truth and Radio and help Mike Lindell. Um, help Mike Lindell expose King Fraudalot and Hormala. Because the takeover of the White House with those two as the puppetry has just been nauseating and and, and evil. And we've been cooed as a country. And he's exposing it. So my pillow guy, Mike Lindell, thank you. And... Uh, I'm here with Melissa. We were just talking about about really the Frankenstein movement of of things happening right now. And I, I, you know, I don't know if everyone remembers. Back in 2012, there was a state bill in Oklahoma that came out, and it was prohibiting the mat. This is 2012, almost 10 years ago. The manufacture of or sale of food or products in Oklahoma, which used aborted human fetuses, and everyone went, "Wait a minute, we're doing that? When did we start doing that?" And it was this big question mark from everybody, right? They didn't know. Well, you know, if you, if you, if you do your homework on this, I just wanted to mention the company uh, Cenomix, uh, food and, and beverage industry, they use a particular aborted fetal uh, cell line to develop their new flavor additives. And this includes Nestle, Campbell's Soup, Kraft, Pepsi, um, now, since then, they say they've changed or canceled their contracts with Seminex to ensure no fetal cells were used in the development of their products, and I actually don't believe that. I don't believe they stopped using anything. So I just wanted to throw that out there that I think there has been a lot of consumption of things that we would morally disagree with and physically disagree with, to tell you the truth. But you're talking about Frankencorn and uh, co- contraception corn. That's... That's yeah. just strange. What, what's the purpose of it? Yeah. What is the purpose and of even it? Even if there is a legit purpose, yeah. I just don't know why we have to go there. Well, because we're the cattle the and they're feeding us corn. <laughs> they're feeding well, us the corn. The potential and... for things to go badly with mm-hmm. that is so immense. Yeah. For example, is this something we want? You know, corn cross-pollinates all the time. It's why, like, organic farmers have to have a certain corridor around them. But corn cross-pollinates. Is this the cross-pollination corn that we want to get out of the the field? Hmm. Interesting. Well, um, let's talk just what in the world is good. Anyway, 
Things always surprise me. Giving money for, so lesbians can be farmers, that surprises me. And there's just so many things that surprise me. Um, so now, I don't know how many lesbians are you, trying you, to farm, but wow. Well, you shouldn't be surprised, Kate. Let, let me just point this out. There's a historical lesson here to be learned. What? When Stalin took over uh-huh. and they they took all of the, the kulaks off of the farms mm-hmm. and made them collective farms and gave them to people who had no clue what they were doing, uh-huh. it caused mass famine in in the Soviet empire. Yeah. There is historical precedent for what's yes, going on. You're right. And we're following the If you can the read the history books, you know what's coming. It's why I'm just like, I, I have to read ancient history because <laughs> yeah. I can't deal with anything. Yeah. I still, I still love the meme that says I needed a break from all the news today. So I'm watching a serial killer uh, marathon. And you know what? <laughs> I, yeah, because it, yeah. Anyway, let's talk about natural immunity, shall we? Yes, let's do. Natural immunity is a really interesting topic and one that no one from the CDC seems to want to talk about. Recently, Anthony Fauci said, oh, yeah, um, that's something we should probably get around to talking about sooner or later. But yeah. in the meantime, take the vax. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. So the the official party line, and I'm calling it that on purpose because that's all that it is. Right. Is everyone has to take the vaccine. Everyone. Mm-hmm. So, Kate, I'm going to ask you a question. Uh-huh. Why is it that if you are a little kid and you've had chicken pox, they do not recommend that you take, that you give your child the chicken pox vaccine? Yeah, because you have better immunity than a shot could ever give you, especially one of their shots. Right. Yes. Right. So, why would anyone who's already had COVID mm-hmm. even want to take the vaccine? Well, they already they have wouldn't. natural immunity. Yeah. And that's why the professor won his George Mason case was because they were trying to make him. And he said, I have natural immunity to this respiratory, whatever it is. And uh, and so you can't make me do that. It's actually dangerous for me to go get a shot if I if I have this natural immunity, because that's what's causing the blood clots. And he was right on the money. Well, so we just hear this pounded at us all the time. It's about the Mm -hmm. science. It's about the science. Come on. Come on. It's all science, 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 science. Mm hmm. And so what is the science actually beginning to say right now that Fauci doesn't want to talk about? So there's a um, there's a researcher from Johns Hopkins, of all places, named of Marty, Marty Macri. Mm-hmm. Now, wait, mm-hmm. before we judge him, okay. let's see what he has to say. OK, he wrote an op ed in The Washington Post and said um, medical professionals are hurting their credibility uh-huh. When they refuse to acknowledge or discuss uh, natural immunity, because he said, without a doubt, we are seeing natural immunity is better than the vaccine. Yeah. Yeah. And, and he said the mm-hmm. medical community right now is pretending that it isn't. Hmm. And for the same reason, they won't talk about your immune system being on the inside of your body and having it work and knowing that it works. Same thing. They want to erase immunity. They don't like those well, words. <laughs> I don't know if this is encouraging. I, mm-hmm. I hope that it is. And I hope it is the beginning of what we think it is. Right. But I'm beginning. There are little fissures, little cracks in the surface beginning to show through. There are 15 different studies now mm-hmm. that have demonstrated the power of immunity. Right. There was a 70 or excuse me, 700 thousand person research study in Israel about previous infection, people Mm -hmm. who had previous infections of COVID, 
That's -hmm. what they're looking at. And their data suggested that if you have had COVID previously, you are 27 times um, less likely to be reinfected or to carry COVID or to have another, to have an infection at all. So once you've had COVID, Mm -hmm. you're clear. Right. And your immune system has built antibodies. Right. 27 times stronger than the vaccination. Yeah. Amazing, and that's not a it? small study. That's not like a four person study. <laughs> right. Uh, it's it, it, what's I find it baffling that the medical community can't talk about this. They are they refuse to. They all of the sudden after touting this for years and years and years, um, there's the, they're, they're completely turning a blind eye. And, um, and I'll be doing more on this, but I think it's interesting that at the time of polio, before polio in the 30s, uh, Dr. Klaus, and you n- probably never heard about him because all you heard about was uh, Sabin and uh, Salk, right, for the polio vaccine, was, uh, was uh, uni- uni- uh, Uniblet. That was his last name, Klaus Washington Uniblet. And he actually used vitamin C. 20,000 to 40,000 units of vitamin C uh, applied to the patient uh, via shots and via oral. And um, what, what he found and what they, what, they, what, the, what they all found, because he was a very, very recognized scientist at the time, um, it said basically when he published his series of papers from 1936 to 1939, he showed that ascorbic acid, when he gave it to monkeys infected with polio, produced a distinct reduction in the severity of the disease and enhanced their resistance to it. And that has been completely 100% buried because when they went to administer um, and do their own testing, Salkin, uh, or Sabin, I'm sorry, Sabin, that did the sugar cube, um, he used 400 milligrams of um, vitamin C and said, oh, see, doesn't work, nothing to see here. Yeah, that doesn't, nah, nope, nothing to see. And they did the exact same thing in the NIH protocol for the hospitals was to go with a super low amount and say, nope, see, doesn't work, insufficient data. It's the high dose. It's he used twenty thousand to forty thousand, and uh, and it was uh, helping to cure people of polio. But you'll never hear about that because they wanted a vaccine program. So talk about natural immunity. What do we always talk about with with immunity? We're talking about vaccines versus natural immunity. Our natural immunity is is can be amazing if we use the right things with it. I don't think we ever needed a shot program in this country. Well, there's a reason why the FDA does not want ordinary people, you know, mm-hmm. us rubes out here right. to have access to vitamins, supplements, whatever. Right. And they it's always couched in that we're going to protect you from these charlatans that are selling you snake oil. Right. Whatever. You yeah. know what? I think some of the charlatans selling snake oil are working at the mm-hmm. FDA and the CDC. Oh, absolutely. Because they knew back in the 30s that ascorbic acid neutralized bacterial toxins, tetanus, diphtheria, staph toxins, and pretty much all virus at that point. They could they could pinpoint and say, no, it's the vitamin C that is helping. And we are uh, tremendously, usually low in vitamin C. And so, my gosh, you know how many things have been buried? And I look at the where the medical community has come now and the scientists have come now and they will not even mention immunity as if it doesn't even exist. That's how Orwellian this is. Well, I guess the question of the hour then mm-hmm. is why are they so committed? So completely all in committed. Yeah. Number one, I don't I don't believe 
that the people mm-hmm. who are responsible for MK Ultra and all the other crazy mm-hmm. nonsense that they've done really care about my health. Right. And in fact, I have been convinced that there is an actual eugenics depopulation agenda afoot, for mm-hmm. sure. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, we wouldn't have Frankencorn, right? Right, exactly. But, but um, I, I, the policy bias, the people mm-hmm. at the top of these organizations are so committed to this, there's no going back. They can't, they can't, how many times has Fauci wibbled and wobbled? What would happen to their credibility if they came out and said, yeah, we're mm-hmm. finding that there's just a lot of side effects from that vaccine. We sure don't recommend anybody, any more mm-hmm. people get it. Yeah. What would the backlash look like? Exactly. Exactly. I, you know what? I don't know. They won't even acknowledge the 1,600 uh, fetal deaths that are on record with theirs, and which is most likely 66,000 fetal deaths, people that were pregnant that took the shot and lost the baby. You know what? There's so much willful ignorance and then just straight up ignorance and then just straight up diabolical we will ignore these things going on right now that it, it, it baffles me. It baffles me because you think, are these good people? Do they understand? Do they read? I mean, are they, are they in on this? And I can't answer that question anymore. Uh, be right back. Kate Daly show. You brought up a great topic, Melissa, natural immunity. Hmm. Be right back. Talk lines are open now. Call 888-673-1450. This is the Kate Daly Show. I'm free, as free as the wind blows, as free as the grass grows, born free to follow your heart. Remember the days when we were born free? I do. Um, welcome back to the Kate Daly Show. Okay, that helps my blood pressure. Um, I have Melissa on with me. She's on with me every Wednesday, uh, followed by Susan. Always a fun show. And uh, what these two ladies bring to the show, I love it. And then also go to katedallyradio.com. Uh, you can email me, kate, at katedallyradio.com. We'll also have a new email posted called whistleblower at katedallyradio.com. And that way you can, uh, you can whistleblow. And that is kept uh, completely private. Also, um, just wanted to mention Balance of Nature. Make sure you can go over to Balance of Nature. My guest yesterday takes it, and he was talking with me about it on the break, and he loves that product as much as we do. So go get balanceofnature.com. It was the only one that had everything in it that you need. And, I mean, I'm talking everything. You can't get a better product than Balance of Nature. Go to balanceofnature.com. You'll feel your energy. Uh, get up there. You'll, you'll feel everything just sort of balance balance out it's so nice cravings will stop and, and it's just nice it's just such a great product anyway balanceofnature.com put the code kate just like with my pillow put the code kate when you're when you're ordering balance of nature k-a-t-e and it helps the show you're helping truth and radio and you're also getting healthy that's two wins for me so that's great and two wins for you um, make sure you go over to balanceofnature.com use the promo code kate and get the product I would not tell you about this product unless I knew it was amazing for myself. And I'm telling you, it's amazing. Um, All right, Melissa, Melissa, let's talk about the funeral um, director that blew the whistle. And here's just a snippet. Let me just play just a snippet. Here we go. Um, 
I've I've obviously since I've gone public about my concerns, um, nobody wants to talk to me now. You know, the BBC, the silence is deafening. They're quite happy for me to promote the hysteria. But now I'm actually voicing concerns and seeing a pattern of death related directly to the vaccines. Wow. Okay. So he's seeing a pattern directly related to the vaccines and they would love it if he would just spout their propaganda, but he's not. And this is a a, a UK funeral director. And what did he have to say, Melissa? Yeah, he's fascinating. If you get a chance to to watch the whole interview with him. I'll put it up on show notes. It's well worth it. Yeah, it's well worth the time. Okay. So he was he was a funeral home director for 15 years. He's mm-hmm. been five years as an independent funeral home director and has also worked in the coroner's office. So he's he's not just like us. He's been around the business for a long time. I think the very first thing that he says that was fascinating to me was that way back in 2009 or 2019, at the end of November... He was called to a hospital. He was asked by a family to go collect the body of a loved one and went to a hospital. And the family had complained that the hospital would not allow them to see the body of their loved loved one. Mm-hmm. When he got to the hospital, he asked the people working in the morgue, why couldn't they see it? And they took him physically to what he called the viewing room, the place where families would go to see the 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 deceased person before they at the funeral home picked them up mm-hmm. and um he said they already had um a pandemic mortuary set up in this viewing room now the reason why that's important i want you to remember the timeline oh yeah this was in november of 2019 and what is that what is the pandemic viewing room i mean I, what is that well he said they had set up a pandemic mortuary mm-hmm. in the viewing room. Okay. Ordinarily, if someone d- died in the hospital, the, the the hospital staff would clean them up a little bit and make make a place for the family to go and, you know, spend some time with their loved deceased loved one until the funeral home people came and picked them up. And they, the hospital had taken over that space to set up what what he described as a pandemic mortuary. And this was before the news broke of COVID. Hmm. He said they were expecting, um, so, and they told him, they said, we don't know what's coming, but something big is coming. And we've been told to set up this mortuary because something big is coming. Okay. So that, that kind of puts a lie to the yeah. whole Weird, you know, oh, this caught us all off guard. We didn't know what was happening, whatever. Even though they started on the vaccine before they ever named COVID-19. <laughs> well, this, yeah, you know it's what? So crazy. We're just accumulating data points. <laughs> right, right, when right. When we have enough data points, they all point in one direction. Yes, I agree. Gosh. So, oh, so anyway, he says as a funeral home director, he is always very aware if the hospital tells them that someone has died of an infectious disease when they come to pick up a body, he wants to be aware of that. If that person ha- died or had an active case of TB or if they had HIV or whatever, because these are the people who are going to deal with body fluids, with everything at the very end. And he said, he said for one, he, he makes several really interesting comments. He said, for one, when the BBC called him because he was a funeral home director and they wanted to interview him 
right as the as the story was breaking about COVID, mm-hmm. he said the BBC asked him to put on full PPE equipment. He said, I have never done my work with PPE on. He said, as a as an undertaker, we wear an apron mm-hmm. and I wear gloves. He said, but the only time I have ever worn a mask is when I worked for the coroner and I was summoned to a crime scene where a body was discovered that had been dead for a long time and the smell was so horrific, you have to do something. They put Vicks on the inside of their mm-hmm. their mask mm-hmm. to block the smell. <laughs> he said otherwise, and he says flat out, he goes, undertakers know that masks don't do anything to protect you from a virus. Right. Interesting. Yeah. So another data point, mm-hmm. it, his story gets really, really interesting um, when he noticed a big spike early on. He said it was about March or April into 2020, I guess. And he said, we are as a society, and I think this holds true here as well, we are very good at most people die in the hospital. Not mm-hmm. very few people die at home. He said there's a certain percentage that will die in hospice care or they've gone home to die specifically because of their illnesses, whatever. But he said there was a period when every night, he said, I have never in my entire career. So in, in the UK, they're called care homes. It's a nursing home. Mm-hmm. Um, he said, I have never had more than one or maybe two pickups of a, of a body at a care home in one week. He said there was a period between March and April, there was a three-week period in March and April, in which he picked up a body every single night from the care homes for three solid weeks. Jeez. And he said this was at the time that the announcement had been made that in order to protect the most vulnerable, the government was going to move the people, move elderly patients into care homes so that they could be cared for and monitored. And he believes, Mm -hmm. he believes absolutely. Um, He said he, he noticed um, and he said there is a paper trail of proof for this that, um, there was a 1,000% increase in the purchase of the midazolam sedative, which is uh, fatal at certain dosages. Yeah. Wow. Um, So he said, is this a coincidence? He believes, and he said, what he noticed as he was going into these care homes to retrieve the bodies of the dead, Mm -hmm. there was no doctor present. There was no testing facility to test people for COVID. Every single death he was notified was a COVID death mm-hmm. without any, he said, I was never shown a test. I was never nothing. And he said, some of these people, the the staff at the nursing home would call the doctor and say, you know, Joe X here has died. He has COVID and now he's dead. And the doctor would say, okay. Just call the call the undertaker and have them come pick him up. He said no doctor ever came and laid eyes on these people. And he said, as this went on, he said, I got very observant. And he said, I saw the vials of midazolam, is that Mm -hmm. what it's called? Midazolam on the bedside tables for some of these people. Jeez. (sighs) So what he is saying, and he says it straight up, 
there was about a three week period in which they were euthanizing people mm-hmm. who were in hospitals or in, right. he said that the thing about people in a care home, these are people who cannot say no. Yep. And they had to get the numbers up because when we locked down the nation second week of March, it was only for 15 deaths. So a lot of people were wondering, why are we doing this for 15 deaths? And that, that those numbers, remember, um, they had to get those numbers up. Where did, you know, the first numbers they had over here in the U.S. were from a nursing home. Seattle. So he, yeah, this is nuts. So it makes me really wonder, what, what was going on in New York when all the people were moved into nursing homes? You know why? Because the staff, the staff wasn't getting ill and peeling off and dying. Just like right now, we don't have people dying at home as if they're in a plague. They only die at the hospitals. Well, same thing with this. I mean, they, they didn't, that the staff wasn't dying, the staff, (laughs) then if it's, if it's so contagious and running through the, the nursing homes as per the narrative, right? That's pretty unbelievable. If you think that just the staff are just what immune to it naturally. I mean, it it, it never made any sense. Their whole story. Well, he makes this statement, and I think this is fascinating. He said, viruses and illnesses, they don't attack a building. Yeah. He said, if there is a disease, a pandemic disease, and it's in the community, it's either in the community or it's not. Mm-hmm. And he said, I, I'm telling you this because all the pickups that he was making at that time, he said, I, w- I didn't pick up anyone from a hospital. Right. I didn't pick up anyone at their house. Not at that time. I only picked up people from care homes. Mm-hmm. And he, he's saying things don't, th- th- this is not adding up to him. Yeah. I, and th- He's brave. You know, he, yeah, he's amazing. It's an amazing thing. So he says the, the next time, and he said then it, after that, he said there was a, a time period where actually the deaths went down. He mm-hmm. saw very few deaths. And there was a guy from the the public health service in the UK that would call him every week and ask him, you know, what's your capacity to handle? We hear a lot about capacity in hospitals. Why don't we ever hear that the capacity has been exceeded in a funeral home? That's true. Yep. If that's all true. these people are dying, mm-hmm. if millions of people we have never died, heard it, they and would be, we would not just have a problem in our hospitals. We would also have a problem. In you, funerals. you would have had casket makers saying, I can't get materials. There's a shortage. Remember all the, the stuff you couldn't get. You could get signage for COVID, but you couldn't get materials for things. And it was a really interesting shortage because it was if, geez, they were all prepared. And then um, also you didn't have the casket makers, no mortuaries really. And then you didn't have any new cemeteries as we pointed out over and over on the show. I mean, nothing to prove that there was this going on. He's exactly right. So he says 2020 was very, the back half of 2020 was very quiet. Mm -hmm. There was hardly anybody dying. He said, in fact, he said, all of us, you know, the funeral home people, they're kind of a little community unto themselves. And he said, we had all kind of gathered together and tried to associate because we were expecting we were going to have to support one another because we were just going to be overwhelmed. And he said the guy from from the health service that was calling was calling and he would say, I don't have any, you know, I'm not having a problem here. And he said the guy told him nobody was having a problem. No funeral homes were having a problem. Yep. There was no problem. No. In fact, we spent less money. We spent $16.1 billion, um, burying people. But the year before, in 2019, we had spent a 16.2. So we actually spent less in 2020. Uh, than we did in 2019. 
So the next big point that he makes, the next big wave of death Mm -hmm. that came, came in January 2021 when the vaccine rolled out. And he said, um, after the vaccine rolled out, there was a huge increase in deaths. And he said, in fact, this is the pandemic. Yeah. He said, I have never seen anything like it. Mm-hmm. He said the and he said something interesting that I have heard other healthcare workers say that the Delta variant was nothing more or less than people who were vaccine injured. Yes. Amen. It is because of the spike protein. It is it is vaccine injured. Yep. And and also the the shedding of those spike proteins that are affecting the unvaccinated. Well, Jeez. and he he added to that. He said the the other factor that's happening now is people have neglected their health because they can't get into a doctor, can't get mm-hmm. to see a, a provider. So there's a, an element of neglect and isolation that's happening too. And people are dying from things that they shouldn't be dying from. Nope, you're exactly right. Man, I wish we had another hour. Um, thank it's you, Melissa. Yeah, thank you. Really appreciate that. And uh, just share this so people could get educated. My gosh, we have a lot of work to do. Uh, thank you so much, Melissa and uh, Melissa Smith. And she's with me every Wednesday at this time. And then next up, we have Susan. And so you're going to want to stay on for this, too. We're going to cover a whole different slew of topics. Make sure you stay with us right after the break. We'll be right. We'll be back right after the break. You know, I can't talk today. And go to KateDallyRadio.com. Support the show. Support the sponsors and share the podcasts. Thanks, you guys. Be right back. Be right back.